Welcome to City on a Hill's podcast. This week's podcast can be downloaded on iTunes or our media library at chccny.com. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Tom. There's a wonderful, wonderful explanation of the wrath of God. Can I keep you just a few more minutes? And I promise it's just a few more minutes. Um, let me just start by throwing up this. It may look like we talked when I just finished these few minutes, but I, um, it's very much, I think, in line with some of the things Pastor Tom was talking to us about this morning. Scott, would you just play that? America's founding fathers fought and sacrificed for our right to elect our nation's leaders. More than a million U.S. soldiers have given their very lives defending that right. But in the 2012 presidential election, over 93 million eligible citizens chose not to vote. In this coming election, important moral issues are at stake. The family, life, freedom. What kind of world will we lead the next generation? You have been given the privilege the power, the responsibility to vote. Pray for Election Day and vote your values. Yes, amen. I don't know about you, but that shocked me to hear. 93 million people did not vote in that election. It blew me away. You know, as I stand up here, um, speaking for Joe and myself, you know, as parents and as pastors, we've been committed to uh, a, a way of approaching both of those responsibilities with always bringing the, talking about the dinosaur in the, in the room. And uh, so today I want to follow on, follow up a little bit and tell you a little bit about um, I just want to pass to you, uh, for Joe and myself and James as well, just for a few minutes, because, uh, as we all know, no one needs to tell us who has ever heard of an election like we are witnessing today in America. We've never heard of such a thing. I'm not sure anybody has, and I'm so, I'm certainly no scholar of history, but I'm not sure anybody can possibly look to any place else to be able to, um, show a picture of what we're watching. Our country is holding its breath for the next uh, 10 days. And, um, and I just want you to know that the church is holding its breath as well. And as Pastor Tom even mentioned, you know, um, if you're around past the circles of pastors these days, not only are there very impassioned people, but uh, there's great discussion on where does the church stand at this moment, and what's our responsibility to our uh, to our people, uh, and, and, and what's our role? And, and everybody, and everything is up for grabs, guys. Everybody is rethinking. Everybody's talking. And I loved what you said about Senator Daschle. Let's leave a lot of grace for people because we're all working with what's happening. There's, there's no rules. There's no place to go and say, okay, this is where to go, and this is what you do. Um, but I came to a conclusion, you know, this great discussion, of course, in these last months and years, uh, greater than ever that I ever remember. Um, do we as pastors have the, have the right to tell you 
Um, for instance, who to vote for. I mean, legally, we don't. If we have a 5013C, we do not have the right to tell you. And there's plenty of pastors who are saying that this is not legal. There's a group of pastors who are sending their sermons to Washington, actually telling people what, uh, giving people their, their biblical um, assessments. Did you know that, Tom? And sending their sermons to Washington and saying, sue me. I mean, things are hot everywhere. And so uh, we've got to recognize that even as we heard this morning about, about having grace, just as your pastors, I just want to start by saying we need to have grace for everyone around us. We need to have grace for people that disagree with us, people that are Christians and people that are not Christians and people that are Christians. Because, as I said, there are very impassioned people and... Um, this is a, a, a really a, a, a time that I, most people have said they've never seen, could never imagine. As I said, the discussions are enlivened. You know, Tom, I agree with you about the scripture verses. I mean, this may shock a lot of people in this room, but I totally agree with Pastor Tom. You just cannot take the scriptures from Israel and just assign them to America. Every, honestly, 2, two Chronicles 7.14, am I going to blow some of you away? It really isn't it for America. Tom, am I right? There you go. There you go. The principle is there, but we have principles throughout the scripture. And that's what we're, when we're using those scripture verses, we're not saying America's Israel, but we're saying that principle is true. If God's people will turn from their wicked ways and, and pray and God will hear from heaven. So I couldn't agree with you more, Tom, but this is, you know, as I, as Joe and I spoke this morning, I heard a very renowned Christian leader some months ago come out against one of the candidates. And I was furious. And let me tell you what made me furious. I didn't like his spirit, and I didn't like the way he spoke to the body of Christ. You know why? The body of Christ is not stupid. And you don't need people to tell you what to do. I truly believe it's not our job. Our job is to, to tell you uh, some of the, some of the principles that we believe are biblical, but you have the responsibility as we saw to pray, to take seriously this matter and to pray and to seek God before you go in, not because it's the party, your family grew up, you, you grew up within your family or your friends, but to really take seriously the issues that are before America today. So I don't believe I would want to tell you right now. I mean, I didn't have access to you, many of you on Wednesday. So this is why I kind of have to grab you on Sunday. Because it was a very small turnout both these weeks. And we are seriously seeking God for America. And we're seeking God for everything Pastor Tom talked about this morning. Listen, someone has co coined it this way. Our hope is not in the White House, but in God's house. Our hope is in the people of God to pray. Do you think God cannot, the God that we heard about this morning, can he not cause another revival to come? Can he not make his presence known? Perhaps some of us today think he is right now making his presence known. Not to say he's behind any party, but he certainly is behind uncovering injustice and evil in both sides of the, on both sides of the aisle. He is not a Republican, and he is not a Democrat. He is God. 
And I say all this to say, this is the one thing I want to underline to you. On your way out today, we have a stack of papers that clearly lay out the issues where both candidates stand on the issues. Now, this is what I want to tell you. Many elections, you can hardly tell the difference between one candidate to another. I mean, the line between the two of them is just so faint. You know, it's so barely, barely a difference in many issues. There is no question about the fact that in this election, the different issue, the, the parties stand on issues are absolutely, completely, diametrically opposed. And I, I don't know who you, I, nobody can argue that issue. I don't think the, the candidates themselves will tell you that. And is with that reason, now I want to say to you, the people that may call us pastors, I want to say to you, it, it, it behooves you, if you're a Christian, to look at those issues. It is, listen, we all agree on one thing. These both candidates are flawed. And I also want to say, be careful about throwing stones at either of them. Be careful, saints. That's not our job. It's you who are without sin, cast the first stone. And I'm a little tired of hearing self-righteous Christians because I don't think there's anybody in this room who wants their past totally opened and everybody to... I don't think I want people to view me today the way I was 20 years ago or 10 years ago. And I want to say, church, be careful. Let's not fall into that hole. We are not the judge. Did we not hear that today? We don't have enough information. No one can judge the hearts of any either of these two candidates. So I can only do one thing, stand on the issues. But the issues are diametrically opposed. And those issues tell us that each candidate, the direction they want to take America. So our job is to look at the issues and say, well, this is the way I believe is the way that I believe the direction that is the godly direction for America to go. And this is the direction that I believe is going to continue a downward, a downward fall. That's our job. Our job is to decide, decide what the issues are. Because, brothers and sisters, can I say this to you without any... What you see about these issues will tell you a lot about your worldview. That's the issue for us. What is our worldview? How do we look at life? How do we look at politics and government? In my opinion, government is merely for us as Christians. Government, we ought to pray for those in the, in the government so that we may have peace, that the gospel may go forward. We're never expecting there to be Jesus on the throne, and yet we ought to stand. This is the only country that has had judo-Christianity as principles behind them. And I just say this. It's one thing if you've never had them as a country. It's another thing if you have had them as a country and you turn away and you walk away from them. That's America's situation today, in my opinion. So I say this to us. You'll hear from this pulpit your responsibility. Don't look to us. I wouldn't tell you. You may figure it out, but I'm not telling you. Because it's not the people. It's the issues. And if you don't know us well enough, I want to tell you, I'm on my knees weeping for America. And men, anybody who has opened eyes and sees how, how critical this hour is will weep.
this is, brothers and sisters, John was here Wednesday and, and helped me in the prayer meeting. And I'd like to get him to just say a few things next week. And John said, you know, he said, you know, Mom, people are tired. They've heard this for the last few elections. This is very important. This is critical. This is a critical election. And most people feel like, yeah, yeah, well, well life goes on the way it is. This is a critical election. Everything has led up to this point. This is crucial for America. City on a Hill. As your pastors, this is all we can say to you. Please take this seriously. Please take it seriously to pray for both candidates, for, for what could happen in this country no matter who is elected. And even if your guy or your gal is elected next week, do you think that we're not going to need much prayer in America after that's over? Brothers and sisters, this is our time. Listen, do not... Prayer is the most important thing we can be doing at this hour. We need to pray. Incorporate it into your lives. Incorporate it into your dinner time. Pray for America. Pray that God will be gracious to America. If you ask my opinion, I think America deserves judgment. But I think God is very big and very merciful. And I am praying with everything that's in me that he will give us a reprieve. And that he will be merciful to America. And that our day is not over. And that there are good days to come. And that God will hear the prayers of the saints. And that judgment will be stayed off. And that our children and grandchildren will live in the freedom that we have grown up in. So I ask you to make that your prayer as well as people, as individuals, and as families this week. And I ask you, pray with us. Pray with us. And let's, again, let's extend grace to everyone around us, those that agree with us and those that don't agree with us. Pray with me for a minute, will you, as we leave? Oh, Father, we just heard this morning, oh, what could be the grandest miracle? What can be greater than the incarnation? Oh, Father, I just thank you this morning for Pastor Tom, and I thank you for this word this morning that helps us so much to put our arms and our heads around what your wrath means. I mean, who can stand here and say they would not be filled with wrath if someone touched their child and had some evil intent? Wrath comes from you. You hate every, you hate evil and you hate the consequences of evil. You hate sin. And so, Father, we just cry out to you today. I thank you for this word. And Father, we cry out and we want a city on a hill. We want to join this morning all of our brothers and sisters across this country today. And we want to cry out for America today again, Father. We want to cry out and say, Father, forgive us. Forgive us for our individually for our sin. Forgive us for being uh, apathetic as we, Father, as we haven't stood for you in ways that we, we needed to. But, Father, we just stand up today and we ask you for your mercy for America. We ask you for mercy during the elections. We ask you for peace in our streets. We ask you that sane minds will prevail. We ask you that you'll anoint the leaders that will get, that will speak clearly and, and bring peace and unity to America. Lord, we stand against every power and force that wants to divide us, that wants to bring chaos into our streets. We call out to you tonight, Lord, today, Lord, and we ask you more than anything, bring revival to America. Make yourself real. Father, in the ways we've heard, in the revivals we've read about, we're asking you to make yourself real in America. Again, Father, make yourself real to, the, to us as your people in this place, in this hour, in Jesus' name and for his 
for his amazing purposes. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to City on a Hill's podcast. For more resources, visit us at chccny.com.